scrimmage. Here's Cora. Welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, and with me, as always, my trusty co-host, Jacob Belleville. Welcome, Jacob. Hello. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> you know what? You're welcome. You know, it's nice to have you is responsible and, you know, cares about the podcast and its people. That's what I care about. I'm just here for the people. I, I, and I appreciate that. We've got some who are not here for the people. They say they are. We got a lot of selfishness in this league. Yep. I mean, for sure. Um, what else? It's got a busy week homecoming here in, uh, in Muscatine, less fun as a parent than, um, as a student had a parade apparently they have didn't know this had to take a kid to a parade two kids to a parade running around trying to find got spirit day on friday trying to find uh muscatine musky shirts um and every place is like sold out i went to like eight different stores today so that was exciting anyways i'm here maybe not the most prepared show but you know what sometimes those end up to be the best yeah, I mean, really, homecoming in Muscatine is probably the only thing that's going on this year, right? Do you guys even do, like, trick-or-treating? Um, we think about it. <laughs> yeah, we do it. We do We do do the trick-or-treating. You go around, but, to, uh, you go around to the three houses? Uh, well, if you go out to the country, there's two more out there. Oh, nice. So you get, you so, get some exercise. Yeah, you have to walk, so... But then you you know you burn off all the calories from the good chocolate that you got. Yes. But hey, make sure you go out, rate, review, download the podcast. I don't know why I say download it because if you're listening to it, you've already downloaded it. Well, maybe not. Maybe didn't. Maybe just listen. Didn't download it, which I don't know what you're doing if that's the case. But uh, need you to do that. And I said last week, you know, give us a rate and review of a five star. And if you don't like us come back next week well next week's here guaranteed to be a banger 
guaranteed to be a banger. Um, so here we are. Usually I start out with a quick hitter, which we will get to, but I got something that's grinding my gears. And we had week two, the NFL season. And as a parent, I look at things through a different lens. And I saw way too many fan fights. And in the case of New England, we had a guy die. How am I supposed to take Jacob? How are you supposed to take your kids? How are we supposed to take our kids to sporting events? And there's a non zero chance we could get hurt taking our kids to enjoy pay extreme amount of money to a football game and get hurt. Like what part of that is fun? I want to go and enjoy a football game and I want to leave the stadium the same way I came in. I mean, you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Explain Mm -hmm. this to me. Explain what? I mean, anytime you get, you're getting two basically like you get this group think thing with, you know, two different teams. And then on top of that, you're introducing a lot of alcohol. It's, it's not a great environment to take your kids. I mean, obviously go to a day game, but still. And then you got called and then you got called. I'm just waiting for the college videos to come out like this because you got college kids that now you, you know, you've got beer that you can drink at the stadium. Like it's only a matter of time before that happens. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a big like nerf the world person. Like nothing you do is going to always be a hundred percent safe, but same time you wish there was like, I don't know, more aisle security. I don't even know what, what you would really do. It was like in some of these events, there was, you know, I can't remember which game it was, but there's like a security guard right there. And like, people are just hitting them and it's like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. not going to get hurt. Yeah, that's I'm just thing. a volunteer. Well, yes. Some of those security people are just volunteering and then they're not exactly like law enforcement or anything like that. I don't know. There's a huge cost, to, you know, associated with that as well. So, yeah. There's anyway, no that was no good. Answers. That was great. No good answers other than people just need to be better people. Yeah. You know? Love each other. Show people respect. We're all people. Just, or, like, just, you know, end up, or just like leave each other alone. I don't know. Yeah. Pretend it's COVID. Six feet apart. <laughs> give, give me a bubble. COVID was good for that. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden so, people quit crowding me like in the line to check out at the grocery store. So, anyway, so that was my quick grind my gears, but that just came up this weekend after seeing a lot of videos around Twitter and whatnot. But, Jacob, it's time for our quick hitter of Who Am I? Gonna switch it up a little bit tonight. Usually I have five clues. This, I'm going back to the old reliable that we did last year. Player A or player B? Okay. All right, college football. Not like it really matters if it's NFL or not, but they're both they're both college football players. Player A, nine receptions for 122 yards and three touchdowns. Player B, three receptions for 48 yards and a touchdown. Which player do you want and why? Based on stats, I want the one who's caught more than I mean (laughs) I want the one with the three touchdowns do you have a guess on who these players are 
three catches? It's got to yeah. be like a high-profile name if you're throwing out someone with three catches. I have no idea, but... Well, let me tell you. I'm going to give it three seconds for the, the people listening at home to guess. One, two, two and a half, two and three quarters, three. All right. Player A is Keon Coleman, game one, Florida State versus LSU. Player B, Keon Coleman, games two and three against Southern Miss and Boston College. So I was right. <laughs> high profile, high profile guy. Which which player do I want? Keon Coleman. You want you want Keon Coleman. <laughs> it's a win win for you, Jacob. But you know, it's he came out blazing. Game one, lighting the world on fire. And he is about radio silent in the last couple weeks. You got week two against Southern Miss, three catches for 48 yards and a touchdown. Week three against Boston College, zero receptions for zero yards and zero touchdowns. Are you trying big to, game? Are you trying to trade for him? Is that why you're trying to get Nate worried about him? <laughs> well, Nate would never get worried. But I'm just saying we got a big week coming up against Clemson. Hopefully, maybe he's just like, hey, the lights have to be shining real bright, and I'm going to come out and, and party. I'm excited for this slate of games. There are games galore. You got Clemson, Florida State. You've got Iowa. I mean, it's not going to be as that great, but Iowa, Penn State. It'll be a fun atmosphere to watch. You've got Ohio State. Um, Notre Dame, literally that game might be one of the funnest games to watch because if you say Notre Dame wins by 20, like, yeah, I believe that. You say Ohio State wins by 20, I'm like, yeah, I can see that. I've, I've literally no idea how that game, two high-profile teams, and it could go any way, and I would believe it. Could be super high scoring, could be low scoring. Like defenses are both good. I don't know that that game. I just think is going to be a fun one to watch, and well, I definitely this... will not. I well, definitely now... won't be surprised if Notre Dame pulls it out. Yeah, and now this week, like and going forward, we're getting into conference play, so you really get to see what the players are doing. Because I mean. When you got a G5 team playing against, you know, a P5 team, sometimes things get wacky. Guys sit at halftime, all that kind of stuff. Hopefully, now we're going to see who the real dudes are in terms of like Debbie guys going that are potentially going to the NFL. Yep. I got Maction starting. Maction, always fun. Like, that's going to be, yeah. So I'm just excited. There's, you know, TCU, SMU. Like that should be like not that TCU's been super great this year, not that SMU's been super great, but it should be a fun game. Like even the fourth or fifth game are going to be bangers. Like I, I wish I had like twenty TVs to like watch everything. So hey, Alabama, Old Miss. I I'm mean, excited. Link. I'm excited for that. Like Lane Kiffin's like just trolling Nick yeah. Saban. Like, what does he know? Like, you know, I think the lines at like Ole Miss minus six. Maybe it's Alabama minus six. I, I can't. So it. I mean, obviously, it's 
vastly different depending on what it is. But like Lane Kiffin is like had a little pep in his step with Trolton. Like usually it's like the day of, but like it's been all week. Like I don't know. Alabama hasn't looked great. What did Alabama do last week? You know they they say that you know Milrose their starter this this week and I don't know. There's a lot of things to watch and I'm excited for it. Yeah, doing this league has definitely got me much more interested in college football. And one of the first things I realized was Lane Kiffin is actually very funny. Yeah, <laughs> he, he is great. He just grows on me every year. So, oh, and then, you know, this is going to go right into our NCAA news. Did we just watch Shadur Sanders' Heisman moment when he took the Buffaloes 97 yards down the field to tie the game up? I mean... I can't say I'm like super into Colorado, Colorado State. Like I would have watched some of it, but like Dion had me watching all the way to like one thirty in the morning. It was electric. Yeah, I think I think what's going to hold him back is just Colorado winning games, just because they're they're going to start hitting some tougher teams in their schedule. But I mean, Oregon. They, Ouch. Um, well, or is it a test? Or is that like the litmus test of like Colorado's legit? They can score. Yep. So, I mean, if if Colorado can win nine games, like he might he might have a shot at going for the Heisman. I don't know because yeah, it'll be like a was it a Lamar Jackson kind of moment? Lamar Jackson's team didn't make the playoffs or. I don't know if they had the playoffs at that point, so championship or whatnot, and they won nine-ish games, eight-ish games, something like that, and he won the Heisman. So it could have been a moment. And then we'll be looking at another quarterback that Grimm sold. Do you think he's learned his lesson? No. No, not at all. All right. Go through these NCAA news uh, a little bit quicker here. We've got um, Gadsden here for Syracuse. Pour one out, Jacob. He's going to miss the season with a Liz Frank injury. Travis Hunter, lacerated liver. He's going to be out for about, I think they said three or four weeks. Then you got Rashada out for four to six weeks. They're thinking about giving him a medical red shirt. You've got Roderick Robinson out with a high ankle sprain. We know running backs don't typically fare well with a high ankle sprain. You've got Alton McCaskill no longer in a no-contact jersey for Colorado, so that means, uh, what's his name, Edwards, Dylan Edwards at Colorado. Yeah, but he hasn't, yeah. Really, been, he hasn't really been running between the tackles, so like that just might be a, another wrinkle to their offense if they can get like an in-between-the-tackle runner. So, just, But it might just mean less touches. Less for, rush attempts, but I still think yeah. he's going to get used in the passing game. So, and then uh, two big pieces of news. SMU announces that it has raised $100 million in seven days to help its ACC transition. Well, isn't that nice? SMU boosters plan to give more than $200 million to offset the school not getting ACC TV money for nine years. They're halfway there in seven days. Must be nice to have those type of boosters. That are interested in football, yeah. Yeah. Then, I don't know if you saw this, Jacob. I want to talk about the Pac-12 win uh, and regulation 
schedule. Did you see this? Nope. It is rumors. But the so first of all, the Pac-12 dead conference. Well, guess what? It is electric. You've got Colorado. You've got Arizona State with the Rashada. You got USC. You've got Washington State, Oregon State, or the Pac-12 might be the funnest conference to watch right now, and it is dissolving. But you got two teams left. You've got color, or you've got uh, Oregon State and Washington State staying. Well, they are thinking about doing a dual conference. They will keep the Mountain West name. They will keep the Pac-12 name. Like you mentioned in previous podcasts, you got to keep that Pac-12 name because that's where you get your playoff spot. Good. We're going to keep that. We're going to add two more teams to the Mountain West, and it's going to be South Dakota State and North Dakota State or North Dakota. NDSU and South Dakota State or South Dakota. I don't know which one it is. I think it's the Jackrabbits. They're going to add. So they're going to add those two. Or that that's the rumor. They're going to add those two teams. Well, who goes to the Pac-12? They're going to, I assume, they're going to split it off based off of money revenue. The more revenue teams are probably going to go to the Pac-12. And your bottom teams... I don't know. They haven't talked about if it's one, two, but those teams will then go down next year to the Mountain West, and the top Mountain West teams will come up to the Pac-12 to get their shot at competing against the big boys and a chance for a playoff spot. That sounds fun. You've, I you've got. That. I love that idea. I mean, it's soccer. I mean, I don't follow soccer, but that's what soccer leagues do and i think it's great because then i mean granted you won't you know some of these teams they lose enough games they want to see what they have in freshmen's but they don't want to burn red shirts things like that but then you've got games that mean something you've got a two-win team versus a three-win team and you're just playing to not go down well and i don't know how the money revenue sharing will work but my guess is there's going to be a financial impact well, and frankly, the stakes are higher for that two-win team versus three-win team and more intriguing for me as a fan than watching the, I don't know, Cheez-It Bowl that no one cares about and all the, all the best players that are going to the NFL, they're not playing in it. Yep. So I, they got it got put out there two days ago or yesterday, I can't remember, and I'm like, th- I'm all in. This mm-hmm. is great. And I think the other conferences should take notice of it. And, hey, maybe the Pac-12 has got something, and that would be fun. What about when, in like five years, when we have a super conference and there are no more conferences, and it's just one big pot of teams, and we kind of implement that same system? You want a chance at the playoff? You got to win and get in with the big boys. It's fun. I love it. So, I don't know. Exciting stuff coming out, you know, week four in the NCAA season here. What do we have for NFL news? NFL news. All right. Justin Fields. um, 
I'm just going to touch on it. Justin Fields basically threw his coaching staff under the bus and then probably got talked to by the head coach and then went back to the media and said, no, I'm not. It wasn't coaching. That's wrong with me. Blah, 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 blah. He tried to walk his comments back. Basically the guy just didn't take, I don't know. He's not taking responsibility for his poor play. And I'm a big, like your stats as a player are a reflection of you not the system or scheme you're in when you're in the NFL. Then the Bears had some more craziness. Um, (laughs) The Bears defensive coordinator, Alan Williams, he resigned. And then John Zagul of Sports Talk Chicago reported that Alan Williams' home and Hallis Hall were raided by the FBI the Bears have since denied any of those allegations that Hallis Hall was investigated by law enforcement. Is this all fake news or does the truth live somewhere in the middle? I don't know. Either way, the Bears are a mess. Who would have thought the Houston Texans might have figured out their stuff before, before the Chicago Bears? Man, the... I, it's just a hot mess, and now you're going in to play the Chiefs. <laughs> Good luck. And, you know, they're trying to get a new stadium. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, There's just all sorts of things around Chicago that's like, I don't want any part of this. No. So then um, Nick Chubb, obviously, on my team, he tore his knee up, so he's going to be done for the year. Maybe. Oh, no, that looked r- gross. Depending, I mean, he's rehabbed from a similar knee injury before, so he's done it before. But at the same time, he's now 27. Like, who knows if he kind of returns to form. And then Cam Akers was traded to the Vikings from the Rams. So we'll have to see how that backfield kind of splits out because you got Alexander Madison and him. Who knows who's better, I guess. I don't know if they, I don't know if the Vikings actually upgraded by trading for Cam Akers. I don't know if that offensive line will be able to block anybody for Cam Akers. It'll be like Florida State all over again. Yeah. And then Joe Burrow is day-to-day with a re-aggravated calf strain. All the teams that I have Jamar Chase on could really use him to heal up and get back as quickly as possible. That would be that would be great. He's been uh, less than ideal lately. Yeah. I honestly don't think he plays this week. I think they've got like three weeks until they're by. I won't be surprised if he sits until after the bye. So we'll see. We will see. Well, I mean, he aggravated in, in training camp, and then obviously he hasn't been 100% out there because he hasn't been playing that well. So, yeah, you might as well arrest him. I mean, you just paid him a bunch of money, so you do not want this thing to turn into something more serious. Yeah. Because, I mean, also, the other thing is they're 0-2, and it's hard to make the playoffs after an 0-2 start. So, protect your investment. But we're definitely going to need Jamar Chase to pick it up a little bit. Yep, that's it for NFL news. Well, now it's time for our league news. We've got to talk about our Malik Willis stats. So, I'm going to combine Malik Willis... We've got to talk about our DTR stats and our Tanner McKee stats. So similar to last week, I'm going to read all three of them right now. 
All right. I have now finished my stats for Malik Willis, DTR, and Tanner McKee. Tajay Spears, Nate's boy, eight rushes for 49 yards, two receptions for six yards. How, how are you feeling, Nate? You still on that Spears Hill? Jacob, what are your thoughts here on Tajay? He's just a he's just a guy behind Derrick Henry. Like I don't know what you Spears maybe, Hill. Hey, maybe if he was traded to the Vikings, I'd be like, yeah, this this might work out. But I'm convinced. I mean, we got last show we talked about Nate's believes that the earth is flat. He's just proving it based on this Tajay love. Mm-hmm. Smooth brain, mouth breather, flat earth. Also, Nate, quick chat. In the league chat, you had put up, well, you know, why don't, that's why if, what the rocket ships go up. Of course they've got to go up, Nate. He can't go sideways because he's got buildings. If it goes sideways, they're going to hit buildings. So they have to go up. I know you do believe that the Earth is flat, so you f- feel like they could shoot a rocket sideways, but that's why they don't. So, all right, now bring everybody back in after my quick talk with Nate. League trades, we are now up to 52 Corey and I traded. Um, I gave Corey Jaquavius Marks in a next year eighth in the supplemental draft, and he gave me Darius Taylor and a tenth next year. Thoughts or opinions, Jacob, before we head over to waivers? Yeah, I thought you fleeced him. Of course. Of course. I mean, you're getting at least three, four years out of Darius Taylor, and he's scoring at the same clip that Jaquavius Marks is. Marks, two games. Marks is one-year rental player. And two games. You don't think Jaquavius Marks can make it in the NFL as a satellite receiving back? Certainly don't. I believe he catches the ball and falls down. <laughs> All right. Waivers. Ian picks up Stephen McBride. Tweet picks up Nate Noel. Corey picks up Nate McCollum. Caden Salter. Darius Taylor and Dallin Holker. Can also, all pickups. For a second? Let's go. Talk yeah. For a second. These pickups pissed me off. <laughs> yeah. Right when you're going to play me, Corey, you pick up all these point scorers. And guess where they went? Directly into the starting lineup. Not cool. <laughs> the boogeyman, my team, might have to have a name change after this week. It was it was great. I, I shared this pre pre show, but Corey reaches out to me. He's like, "Hey, what week can we do our pickups? Aren't there just two weeks we can do our pickups?" I'm like, "No, Corey, we you can pick them up anytime." He's like, "Oh, I thought we could only do it during two weeks." It's like, "Yeah, we changed that last year." He's like, "Oh yeah, I remember." And then he, he burnt all four of them. Um, couldn't have come at a better time, Corey. Awful timing. And then Chad picks up R.J. Harvey. So, not too many people have picks left. So, I don't know what everybody has. Maybe next week I'll recap that. But, week three, 
of the NCAA, we're going to do a little recap. So give me a quick moment. Jacob, do you mind like filibustering for like a minute while I put up, sure. up the schedule? Um, seeing as Nate's a flat earther, here's a fun, <laughs> here's a fun, fun quote about time and space. If the universe is infinite, then everything is at the center of the universe at all times. Think that one through, mouth breather. <laughs> all right. I'm st- my phone's still loading. So do you have anything else you want to talk to the mouth breather or flat earthers out there? Um, Brees Hall looked good. Jets looked good. What are you going to do, Nate? Are you getting worried? So I feel like that was like best effort by your team this week. And we'll get to the recaps, but. All right. I'm, I'm ready. All right. I'm ready. All right. So we had Luke 2-0 versus Grimm 1-1. Luke's team, without Evan Stewart, late scratch. I got a zero. I need to start paying closer attention because that's two out of three weeks uh, of just a zero for somebody not playing. Also, no idea he was hurt, so that was great. But then it comes down to the quarterback play. Had very, very average quarterback play with – a Daquan Finn at 19.88 points and Carson Beck at 10.96 points. Cam Ward is what kept me alive at 46.28 points. If there was a week that somebody could have beat me, this was it. Caleb Williams on a bye, you know, Austin Reed playing Ohio State. This is the week to get me. Luckily, I played Grim. Grim, you had Schrader who scored you 48.86 points. It looked like, you know, not looking great for me. But then Malachi Corley um, got you 22.8 points. But then you had, um, oh, Devin Neal got you 33.8 points. All great. But then you have, did you ever drop Spencer Petrus from your lineup? Oh, never mind. That is Luke Altmeyer scoring you negative 0.88 points. Elite. So, elite. So, you had some big games from certain people, but mediocre from a lot of other people. So, Luke gets this win, moves to 3 0, lifetime in the regular season versus Grimm owning a point differential of plus 216.72 points. Big gap uh, for you falling around at home. Game number two. Well, uh, Jacob, do you have anything you want to mention about that game? No, not really. All right. We'll get on to game number two, Tweet Tuno versus Ian Tuno. This was the Southern Bears game of the week. Ian, he started out great. He had Preston Stone score him 47.1 points. He had Roman Hemby, 19.8 points. He had Luther Burden at 30.4 points. But the rest of his team, nowhere to be found. He's on a melt carton. This, I mean, this week was a melt carton week for some teams. Then you got Tweet. 
this was a close game coming into the late uh, slate. Uh, Tweet ends up winning by 34 points-ish, 33 and some decimals. But you had Xavier Weaver. um, You had Riley or Willie or Wiley. Um, for uh, Arizona, <laughs> it's been a late, it's been a long, long week. We have uh, Wiley there for Arizona and um, Tyron Smith going for UTEP. And you got 55 points from them. And like I said, that propelled you to a win as you had like 33 points, some points that you won by. So those guys helped you win it. And you are now career 3-0 versus Ian with a point differential of plus 203.3 points. Moving to our next matchup, we've got 0-2 Chad versus 0-2 Patrick. A pillow fight of all pillow fights. We were looking at an upset at one point Saturday night. But Patrick, you have Jackson Dart, 41.64 points. Quarterbacks coming to play. And then you had Xavier Henderson after his poor performance last week. He scores you 26 points. Chad, you had Cephas and Jermaine Brown. Jermaine Brown scored you 0.6 points, and Cephas scored you 22.4 points. You know, kind of even that out. So it was a it was a rough go for you chad again a lot of milk cartons you had noah thomas with the zero trey knox 6.1 uh keami vidal 4.2 cordero with 10.32 points not great but yeah chad was down by 3.38 points with just the second half remaining for jacob cowing and jacob cowing puts up 24.4 points propelling Chad to about a 10 point win. Woof, that was close. 222.74 to 212.32. Chad now moves to 3 0 lifetime against Patrick with a point differential of plus 169.9. Moving on to our next game Corey versus Nate. Corey is 1 1. Nate is 2 0. This was the Bears' upset of the week. He believes Corey is going to pull this one out. And boy, he nailed it. Nate started out hot with Blake Watson, scoring him, what was it, 35.7 points. That was the first game of the week. I think that was Thursday. Coming out hot. This game was won in the trenches. And by trenches, for fantasy football, I mean it comes down to our three quarterbacks. You've got Nate's team. You've got Shador Sanders, 40.22 points. You've got Tyler Shug, 16.92 points. And um, Devin Smith, four points. You got Bo Nix on Corey's side, 29.28. Cade Klubnick, 34.26. And Brennan Armstrong with 20.46. One team's quarterback outplay was more steady than the other team. Nate. Your team was on a milk carton too. You got your team scored the least amount of points this week at 189.34 points. You got Keon Coleman with 0.2 points. They had two yards rushing. You had Travis Hunter who got hurt. 
Um, Nathan Carter with six points. Elijah Badger with 5.6. Passor with 1.4. You didn't have Michael Irving, four point or 9.4. And like I said, your quarterback scored you four points. He has Michael Irving. Yeah. Oh, Marquise. Sorry. <laughs> Marquise Irving. So Hall of Famer on his college. Yeah. Well, Nate's does have, you know, Colorado's. He's got that swag, the Dion swag. Nothing's impossible. So maybe he was a hype man and it didn't work. Because Corey pulls this one out. Maybe he went Corey, to the, maybe he went to the edge of the earth, climbed <laughs> underneath to grab Michael Irvin and bring him back to his roster. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe that's what it was. Corey now moves lifetime in the regular season, three and zero against Nate with a point differential of plus one thirteen point nine two. A lot of uh, people who are, th- you know, three and zero versus their competition. Last game of the uh, college football week that was Jacob zero two, Brett zero two. Somebody's getting their win. Someone's getting their win. But you got the battle of the winless teams. Quarterbacks on both teams played well. Uh, you had one team with score, their quarterback scored 102.7 points. The others, 83.32 points. It pretty much came down to two players. One team had Malik Neighbors, who had been averaging 16.2 points a game. And Malik Neighbors put 48.9 points. And then... The other team um, has Larry McCammon, who had been averaging 26.4 points. That, oh, McCammon got zero points. That's kind of what it came down to. Jacob, your team pulls out a win, Mm -hmm. and you put up the second most points this week. Of course I did. Of course. You scored 252.4 to 235.22. Squeak this one out, but Brett, you got the win. Brett now drops to three and one. You get that ever elusive win from you got a win. You kind of timed out, so I don't know what you just said, but yeah, Brett, you got destroyed. Destroyed, just pack your things and go home. Not looking good for Brett, no, but that's all I have for NCAA games this week. On our recaps, Jacob, take it away. All right, NFL recaps. First matchup we had was Jim versus Tweet. The Cellar Dweller was a fun running theme last year. This year, we are still in the brainstorming phase of what the new title will be for the worst team in the league. Whatever it is, it will definitely be going to the Southern Bear. My God. Him Reaper scores the most points this week. It moves to 2-0 and most, most points scored to date in the league. Opt- so our next matchup is Optimus Prime Hater versus Chad. Master Chief Hater gets the win over Chad. His team was carried to victory on the backs of Geno Smith and Danny sometimes throws dimes. That seems sustainable, Ian. How about that game, though? Like the Cardinals came out just tearing it up and management called down like, hey, guys. Uh, let's shut this down here in the second half. We uh, got Caleb Williams to to get here. <laughs> I don't know. There might be a few teams that are going for Caleb this year. Oh, man. 
and they're going to do it not too sub subtly, you know? Yeah. All right, Corey versus Brett is our next matchup. Corey gets the win and moves to 2-0. Something to watch going forward for this team is Bryce Young. With only two starting quarterbacks on the roster and being a super flex league, Corey can't afford for the diminutive Heisman Trophy winner to end up being a bust. He has not, He's out this week. Yes, he's out this week, and he has not looked good in his first two starts. All right, our next matchup is Nate versus Big Velvet. This had to have been painful for Nate. Sitting on his couch like Dick Dastardly, yelling at Muttley, a.k.a. Brees Hall, to do something. Nate watched his team battle their little unathletic hearts out and still come up short. (laughs) As I am known to say, up here on top I see just fine. Nobody is ready for the real Big Velvet. <laughs> Our last matchup is Patrick versus Luke. This <laughs> turned into the game of the week, coming down to the Monday night games. The league cheered as George Pickens took a slant 71 yards for the go ahead touchdown. Patrick gets the win. Both teams moved to one and one on the season. That was just a dagger. That was a dagger for. It was it was rough, but luckily I don't care about the NFL. I don't watch any NFL football, um, so I don't even know what happened. I was like, "Oh, I lost. No big deal. I don't watch the NFL," or so I'm told. Well, that gets us to our power rankings. Is there anything else? I mean, I, I want to give you a chance. I mean, I, I dropped a game. Is there anything you want to say? Yeah, if you did watch the NFL and enjoyed watching NFL football, you would have seen basically a busted coverage on a slant, and then he took it to the house. George Pickens did what he does. He either makes a spectacular play or doesn't make a play. All right. Well, we've got power rankings here for the NCAA. So we're going to go and – we're going to go right into Grimm's, Tim's, Kim's Corner. They've tiered it out. So tier one, Luke all by himself. Champ Feast again. Outscored everyone again and already almost has a 100-point cushion through three weeks. Back-to-back Champ looking strong and is a, a tier of his own. Tier two. How much are you, hey, how much are you paying them? Well, to write all those nice things, it's definitely all grim. Ian would not do this. He's a hater. Uh, he wouldn't write this nice things, but I think it's obviously grim trying to grease me up, you know, to, to get some sort of trade done because we all know the real fleecer in this league. Based on that poll, it's 100% grim. Tim, Kim, Jim, Jim. Tier two, Tweet, Ian, and Nate. Tweet at number two in uh, in the rankings, up two spots. The Southern Bear gets a huge win, jumps two spots, still haven't seen this team at its best, best, but shows that it deserves to remain as a contender and get the top spot in the next tier. Ian drops a game, slides back down in the standings, 
The fight for second best team will be a fun one to watch all year. I wonder who's the best. Is it just me? I guess I'm out there. Just call me the Caleb Williams. Number four, Nate. The last team in the second tier. These teams will be fighting all year, but it should be a shoe-in for a playoff spot. If he can avoid serious injuries, ranked here because he has the lowest floor of the top teams and depth concerns. Then we've got a tier three, which is pretty much everybody else except for Patrick. We've got Chad, Corey, Jake, Grim, Tim, Kim, and Brett. Number five, Corey. Having a winning record and in the easier division, a path to a championship will be easier. A two and one record will give the edge over the rest of the three tiers. Team number six, Belleville. Getting a win is huge for this team. Getting wins whenever it can find will be huge being in this division and as good as it is. Number five or seven, Chad. The G5 roster needs to start performing, or this team will be out on the outside looking in. Still has the potential to boom, but needs to get consistent conference play. Number eight, Grim. Seems to be the most consistent team in Tier 3, but doesn't have a ton of players that can boom, but will remain competitive. How far is Grim down? No change. He was there last week. Okay. Number nine, Brett. Team showed a brief glimpse of what it used to be, but those days are gone. G-O-N-E, gone, Brett. Number 10, and our tier four, Patrick. No playable tight end on the roster. Can't fill a roster. He may get a win this year, but it needs to attack the waiver wire with its four available waiver wires uh, still available. This team isn't as far away as it may seem, but in a tier of its own, in tier four. That is our um, power rankings brought to you by Chief Hater and uh, Tim Him Grimm. Our next power ranking is the NFL. I've got to load the NFL here. Give me a quick second. Great for radio. And our NFL power rankings, we have a little uh, shakeup here in the NFL side. Now the Grim Tim Kim's Corner says, Dennis, number one, 2-0, most points scored will be a consistent jousting for the top three teams, barring any major health issues. Luke, he owns the head-to-head against Jacob. Has a great set of wide receivers. Um, See if the health holds up. Jacob, you are at three. His dynamic quarterbacks have been very good week to week and puts up massive numbers. These are the top three teams this year. Ian, number four. Small step down, but in a tier. A small step down in tier, but almost in the top tier of teams. A playoff team for sure. Number five, Patrick, one-on-one record, but has the same scoring potential. Missing a top-tier talent, but is really good team and will score in the 170s and higher consistently. Corey, at number six, 
always hear with Corey, he has a 2-0 and record, but seems to be fortunate with the opposition as he has played scoring the third least amount of points. Number seven, Chad. The team is slightly better than Brett's, but Brett has a star player. We will see how that battle for the final playoff spot will be. It's interesting because they have Chad at seven, but Brett at eight. But let's get to Brett's here at eight. Still has a star player, so always has a chance to boom. The quarterbacks have been playing good enough to try to get to the playoffs. Nine, Nate. Luckily, he has a cushion for the last stop and a true cellar dweller in the Southern Bear. The young talent will be fun to watch in the next couple of years. The future is bright with you, Nate. Number 10, Tweet. The cellar dweller on the NFL side. He will upset a team or two, but no real threat of making the playoffs. And that is our power rankings from our power rankers brought to you by mean me and jacob we don't have a sponsor yet so we we brought to you this thank you guys uh it i appreciate you know dennis tim kim graham any and putting these together each week. Uh, I know it takes a little bit of time to do this, but it's fun to do here for the league, and I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts and opinions. But now we'll move in to the Southern Bears Week 4 NCAA picks. As you know, he is not here tonight. He was not able to record anything because of you, Ian. You had to have some luxury... You know, celebrate whatever five years with the company. You get a private plane down to St. Louis to watch a Cardinals game. So, luckily for you guys, um, we got a message here that I am supposed to read. I am out for this evening as I went hard on our day trip to St. Louis. Please read my statement to the people. First and foremost, I would like to thank all of my fans for this opportunity. I, the Bear, have been so blessed to have you all in my life, and your support allows me to live the life I live. I took my personal plane to St. Louis with a couple of friends today for an amazing time watching a baseball game and boozing. As an irresponsible person, I went a little too hard and now cannot attend the podcast. I want to say that I am sorry to all my fans for not being on. We all know that I am the best part of this cast, and I know me not being on tonight is very disappointing. Please accept this very boring read of my picks by Luke for this week, and I promise I will be back next week. With love, Bear. here are his picks. <laughs> what wait, a guy. So wait, he couldn't make it because... Instead of doing what he always does here in Iowa, he went to St. Louis. Yep. So like, oh, hang. I was boozing. When when <laughs> when's that not the case? You hear all the cans cracking when he, when he's on the podcast. I don't know. It's like but, eating Cheetos half the time when we're doing it. Oh, <laughs> well, he's not even eating them. He's just you know the he commercial. Swallows, he swallows them at a, at a courtesy <laughs> because he doesn't want the crunching. 
I know what he does. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but every once in a while he'll show like a, a part of his wall, and you know the the commercial where they just like stick their finger in the wall and it gets clean. Like that's what that's what tweets doing. He's like licking everybody's fingers that come <laughs> that come through the wall. <laughs> but uh, here are the Southern Bears picks. I want to do a recap here. The Southern Bear. Season stats for the NCAA are 14 and 1. He is killing it. However, the NFL picks, he is 6 and 4. Not so great. So, week four, we've got Patrick versus Tweet. He takes Tweet. Some historical things Tweet is 3 and 0 career versus Patrick and owns a 211.60 point edge ian versus luke this is tweets game of the week we've got three and oh luke versus two and one ian luke his career two and oh and owns a 106.76 point differential he picks luke in his game of the week next nate versus chad Nate is two and one, Chad one and two. The series is all tied up at one, and Nate is currently leading the series in points at plus 14.38. So a couple tight games here between these. There'll be the rubber match, and the tw- and tweet takes Nate in this game. The next, Brett versus Grim. 0 and 3, Brett versus 1 and 2, Grim. Brett is 2 and 0, career against Grim in the regular season owning a point differential of plus 69.76 points. Tweet takes Grimm in this one. The last one is Corey versus Jacob. Corey is 2-1, and one, Jacob 1-2. One and two. The series is all tied at 1. Corey is currently leading in the points at 60.86 points. Tweet in this one takes Jacob. After all the great waiver wire pickups Corey had. Yeah. No upset of the week. Tweet's got a second loss right there. No. Oh, no, we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. We're gonna win this week. It's gonna be great. All right. NFL picks. Week three. I don't have any cool stats because again, I don't care about the NFL. We've been over this. It's just the NCAA. That's all I care about. Everyone knows it. Tweet versus Nate, the battle of shit squads. Nate wins. Luke versus Corey, Luke wins. Patrick versus Jacob, Jacob gets the win. Chad versus Brett, Brett wins. And his game of the week, Ian versus Grimm, and Grimm pulls it out. I know he doesn't like saying that Grimm's going to win, and he said Grimm's going to win two games this week. This that's probably what made him sick. Could be. He couldn't say it. He couldn't say it. But that's it. That's all we got. Jacob, do you have anything tonight that you want to let the league know before we uh, take off tonight? No, not really. Hope you guys all lose and I win. Fair enough. Hey, don't forget to start your studs. I and Jacob? Feel free to not to. Yeah, especially you, Corey. (laughs) (laughs) Jacob, one last piece of uh, advice 
or a reminder, don't hate the player, hate the game. And I'm Triple H. Good night. See ya.